1: My name is Justice
0: Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night in This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together
1: The Acoustic
0: Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas. Baby. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza
1: Kick Radio, then you're weird.
0: Oh,
1: I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga real quick, that cowboy All you have to do is listen
0: to Yakuza Kick Radio, but... Now look at that document. you only know, Fuck that Black me. Out. This is bullshit, okay. man <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you Fuck you And fuck you Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen For the introduction Hosted by J.Cat Morris You are now listening to Yakuza, Yakuza. Cheers
1: I it's cold outside. Do you know that these fucking people are out there selling fucking boxed water now? Like, one liter of water for $2.19, and the box is all white. It just says straight up in big letters, boxed water is better. I have a hard time understanding a lot of this shit, man. It just, you know... You, you go into these fucking stores, and it's just like, here's new shit. Yeah, we just invented it. It's, it's water, and now it's in a box like milk. But it's better because um, we've recycled the boxes, and now you get, you get um you know, water in the box like a carton. Um, I don't understand how, you know, recycled shit somehow costs more money. You know what I mean? When they're like, hey, yeah. You know, this this is made from recycled stuff, so it's better for the earth. Well, I mean, if you're reusing some shit, shouldn't it be cheaper than making new shit? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just completely off, but I just see dumb shit like this. Motherfucking box water is better. Fuck you. And, and the thing is, is, you know, $2.19 for a fucking liter, well, you better do a strong line of convincing to fucking make me believe it's better because you're already up-pricing fucking water, which to begin with, you used to just come out the fucking tap. Now everybody needs to buy a bottle somewhere, including myself, man. I buy fucking spring water, but, like, I, I buy a gallon of fucking spring water for, like, 89 to 99 cents, and I drink that shit every day. A gallon, you know what I mean? So we're talking about one fucking liter for $2.19 because it's in a box, like, fucking milk. So this is Yakuza Cake Radium, and I'm JK Morris, of course. Um, hey. Yeah, let me let me see right here. Um, my gallon that is three point seventy eight liters. So for like eighty nine cents or some shit, I get almost four of what they're selling for fucking two and change because it's in a fucking milk carton. I just the people who who buy into that shit, I really want them to just drive off of something that doesn't allow them to keep driving like the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it just That ends their their streak of driving and living and breathing and stuff. Um, I just, so many people just really get on my motherfucking nerves. It, it boggles my fucking mind. Um, I'm going to review the, uh, the On Point Wrestling show that I went to over the weekend, third anniversary show, uh, in a little bit. But, uh, you know, just a couple things I, I want to touch on first. Now, I guess, um, let me see. Uh, yeah, you know. Let me just jump into this here. Um, now, there there is some shit that pisses me off. I don't know. This is just like a reoccurring theme that I have here. Um, but there, uh, with the internet, there's a lot of people that overstep their fucking bounds, uh, as uh, Charlie Murphy called them, habitual line steppers, and they um. You know, they don't know their fucking position As far as, um, wrestling goes And, I mean, the same thing Could go for football, or, you know or, or anything you watch That involves athletes Now, sure, that, you know, could easily involve music Or, you know Um, you know, many other Forms of entertainment, movies, all of that But I'm just equating it To athletic Things right now, alright Because it's the easiest way to make the comparison And it comes up on, um, um Tremendous like constant occasion So my thing is this Alright now if you, you're you a fan And you want to say this this guy sucks Or this guy sucks or that guy sucks Or I don't like this guy or fuck that guy All that All that is kind of fair game to me Now I might not agree with who you like or who you don't like But to me that that's You know it's kind of subjective And you know you're open to Like who you like and don't like who you don't like You know whatever just just the same way I am But you get some of these people that take it to the next level and, for instance, this one dude is calling AJ Styles a pussy. Now, this dude is built like an Indian fucking Elmo. Like, that's the best description for the... And you see the dude, you know I'm fucking right. Um, He's built like an Indian Elmo and fucking this dude is gonna call one of the best athletes in fucking professional wrestling, AJ Styles a pussy. Now, let me let me give you a little uh backstory on why he's calling him a pussy. Now, this stems off of the situation or I guess you call it a situation. I don't even really know what to describe it as, but the whole heat with um, Luke Hawks and AJ Styles. Luke Hawks seems to think AJ Styles is gay and he's a pussy and this and that. Um, now, look, I, I like Luke. Luke's a good dude. Um, you know, he was on the show. He's a real open dude. And he, you know, he he says how he feels about everything. I mean, personally, um, you know, to call you know, AJ Styles a pussy and, and a fag and all of this stuff but be friends with Rob Feinstein is just the silliest shit in the world to me. But that's that's the path Luke chooses, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Now, on Luke's side of things, um, again, I think he's wrong, but at least this is a guy who's athletically trained, he's built. If he wants to go call a guy a pussy, fuck it, you know what I mean? And if there's repercussions, then, you know, he, he's built like a guy who can handle himself. So that that's his decision, that, that's his prerogative to, you know, call people what the fuck he wants to call people. If that's, that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. Now, the whole situation to me was, you know, he was calling out AJ on a regular basis. And to me, it never made any sense because, you know, whether he liked him or not, it, it made no sense in the world for AJ Styles to get into some kind of shoot wrestling fight with a guy, you know, who, who has a chip on his shoulder over something. AJ Styles makes a shitload of money in wrestling. He fucking works everywhere. He, he, you know, he's he's a huge draw overseas in the u s again, he's a huge name. he's very, very successful. He doesn't need to go and prove himself against like any you know specific individual in wrestling in order to just yeah you know continue to do what he does um I mean, you look at the work that he puts in, I think it speaks for itself. I mean, to call a guy a pussy because he chooses not to get into a shoot fight with another guy in fucking wrestling eh, i I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, so to me, it, it's just silly. But again, that that's his prerogative. I don't think it's okay for a little Indian Elmo-built motherfucker to piggyback on that and go, Luke says he's a pussy. I say he's a pussy. Nah, I, unless you're going to run around with Luke all day, maybe you shouldn't be calling athletes pussies. Like, if you can envision a situation where you're in the room standing face-to-face with the dude and you think – if a fight broke out, you'd stand a really good chance. Well, then maybe maybe you should call a guy a pussy. You know, maybe maybe it'd be okay to call a guy a pussy if you stood any chance in the world standing face to face with him. But if if the shit would look like a like child abuse, if the dude ever fought you, then maybe maybe you should lay off the pussies and stuff like that because it makes you look like an absolute clown. Like besides, you're already looking like a clown just genetically. Like you know what I mean, you, you make yourself look like an absolute clown. And I mean maybe you know, Luke Hawks will like your post or something because he feels that way too. But I, I don't think deep down anybody's respecting you as a man to walk around and be like, Oh yeah, he he calls fucking athletes pussies. That that's the guy right there. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know. I just some shit like that kinda hits a nerve to me. Uh, I don't know why it is. Uh, it's just it, it's shit that's created by the internet. It, it's stuff that that wouldn't exist in just real life. If everybody had to talk to each other face to face, it wouldn't it wouldn't really happen. It would be some shit where he was like, "AJ, you're a pussy." AJ would turn around and go, "What?" And you never mind or not nothing. I was just never mind. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be. And, and it might be some behind the guardrail, you know, shit talk, knowing nothing's going to happen. But I'm saying, like, face-to-face, two dudes just fucking standing there, and, and this little motherfucker is going to go, you're a pussy, AJ. I, I just, if that shit wouldn't happen in real life, cut it out with the online bullshit. It's just so ridiculous. Um, so anyway, we'll get back to some more ridiculous online shit. But uh, speaking of AJ, a lot of AJ talk tonight. Um fucking okay, I watched the um, Nakamura AJ match I've decided to just abandon the thought of watching whole wrestling shows on uh, trying to fit that shit in and then review the whole thing because it's just not going to fucking happen I just don't have that amount of time and I just I look at like a whole show and I go oh man I got to fuck am I going to get through this tonight it just it seems like a fucking mountain to climb and uh, just not doing it so I I'll watch a match here and there and then I'll talk about the match when I watch it. So anyway, the uh the Nakamura AJ match was fucking bananas off the um you know, the the Wrestle um Wrestle Kingdom. Um it's the only match on the show that I watched thus far, but shit was fucking brutal, man. And I had heard too that A J's been like dealing with like his his back spanged up and shit like that. You couldn't tell one fucking bit from the match he put on with Nakamura man. Fucking brutal, brutal shit Um, that fucking knee that he Ended with, he, he hit him with the knee to the Back of the head, I'm not, you know, the biggest Japan fan in the world, so I don't know if Like that's a, a variation of The Bama Ye when he He hits him with the knee to the back of the head But, uh, he hit him with like a running knee To the fucking back of the head And, uh waited for him to get up, and then hit the fucking straight-on Bama and holy fuck, man, the the, the two of those strikes were just fucking insane. Just absolutely insane. Um, again, I mean, you look at the athleticism that AJ Styles put on in that match, you, you see the fucking knee that connected with his fucking head at the end of the match, and then you sit back looking like a fucking, you know what I mean, built like a goddamn fraggle, and... You're going to call this motherfucker a pussy. Like, come on, man. You're a fucking clown. So, anyway, um, speaking of fucking those two guys, again, talking about signed by the WWE. Um, Nakamura, AJ Styles, um, Doc Gallows, and um, Machine Gun Anderson all are being brought in by the WWE. Now you know I'm hearing a lot of criticism, a lot of this, a lot of that. First off, I am always happy when I see dudes that I enjoy watching on the Indies or Japan or whatever. If I see them fucking signed by the WWE, I am always happy. I'm never a fucking guy that's gonna go fuck. They're not gonna use them right. Fuck you. Like you know, I'm just I'm not I'm not that type of motherfucker. It's not gonna happen, man. I mean, whether they're used right or not, I don't know. Time will fucking tell, but. You know, people scream the whole same shit. Oh, I'm not using right, this and that. Mox was fucking, you know, uh, uh, Dean Ambrose fucking main eventing fucking pay per views. I don't, I don't want to hear about motherfuckers not being used right if they're main eventing a pay per view. You want everybody to be world champion because you watched them on the Indies. You know, whatever, man. That shit's not gonna happen. And it and it's just a ridiculous mentality that. You expect them to be booked exactly how they were booked in the indies. Otherwise, it's a downgrade. It's not a fucking downgrade. You saw fucking Sami Zayn go in there and have a competitive match with John Cena, who's one of the most fucking pushed wrestlers in the history of the WWE. He went right in there. If he didn't get injured, he'd still be up top fucking, you know, wrestling mid to upper card fucking matches. Steen fucking went right in there. Fucking competitive match with fucking Cena Traded off wins with fucking Cena You know what I mean Get out of here with this fucking uh, Nobody's gonna be used right It's all bullshit um, Nakamura to me he, He's a dude that And I don't think there's a lot of Japanese guys Out there like that His charisma and his personality Completely um, Blurs the um, the Language barrier to me I think it it comes over the top, he's just a fucking rock star. And that dude, he goes out there, and you know, his personality is so over the top that, you know, when you see him out there performing and shit, you get it. Like, you get what he's going for, he emotes, he shows, you know, he shows a personality, and works the match in a way where you get it. There's not like, that big, like, oh shit, well I don't really know what he just said in that promo, so now I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, Like, promo aside like you you just get it with him and you know he, he's a great fucking worker he's, he's well liked by a lot of US workers so it's not going to be like you know he's an unknown rookie coming in or and then this and this I've also heard that um, both him and AJ will be sized at a high enough rate where they're not going to be able to really keep him down in NXT for too long they, they got to pretty much like fast track him up into the main roster because um you know, it, they're just too high priced to be, you know, keeping down there or whatever. Um, now, I, you know, again, this is all just like fucking crazy speculation that goes on over time and, you know, people report this and report that. And, you know, you only, you only know so much for real. But um, so um, as far as him not being used right, I think – Nakamura will find a niche, and, and there's just no way that you're not going to fucking get the I, I think he's a guy that's going to be hard to hold back because of, of what he brings to the table. I, I don't see him as a guy that's going to be able to be uh, held down. Um, AJ, on the other hand, I worry a little bit about him, not because of anything about injury or athletic ability or any of those type of things. My only worry with him is that they don't want to pull a trigger with him and keep him on, like, a main, you know, um, main event type style or, or like, a heavy push because he was such a TNA guy for so, so long. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it doesn't really matter because if they do it under their heading, it's still going to be a WWE production, WWE guy. But it makes me wonder, you know, will there be limitations to how much they want to push this guy that was just the definition of a TNA guy for so long? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm very anxious to see what they do with AJ. Either way, because the matchups, you know, are all fresh. AJ, to me, like I said, is one of the most talented fucking athletes in professional wrestling. I think he's one of the absolute best that they would in there. This shit is fucking crazy crisp and um you know, he he could work his fucking ass off. So, um I'm interested in seeing it. As far as, you know, um not succeeding or not being used right or whatever, um uh, Machine Gun Anderson and Doc Gallows, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure that they're just gonna get super over and um and, and excel. I mean they might do well and everything and but I mean, you think about it overall, the tag team division is not hugely spotlighted. Uh, A lot of pay-per-views, they try to jam, like, every tag team on their roster into one match and just call it a day. They're not really thrilled with tag teams as a whole. Um, I mean, the Bullet Club thing is super over, so maybe that carries over into the WWE. But, the same token, like, I mean, they had fucking Luke Gallows. They they had him, and they got rid of him. It wasn't like, this is some, you know, untouched talent, and oh, my God, now that he's here, he's really going to, you know, rise to the top. I mean, he's a guy that they had before. Um, I don't know. I mean, I heard rumors, you know, possibly he was a uh, casualty of the CM Punk thing, and they were just trying to get rid of people off that uh, that stable or whatever, but I don't know. I'm not so sure that they're just like a shoe win to fucking get over and succeed in the WWE. I, I think AJ and um Nakamura are, are definite with what they bring to the table. Um I I saw another article that was put up by Forbes and uh again I and I don't know when Forbes became like a fucking wrestling mag. I think don't they do like fucking stocks and shit. Uh, it's crazy. And yeah, I don't know. But um they uh, they had said something that the WWE is more or less dumb for bringing in two guys that are older and injury prone because their roster is so depleted right now that it's not going to help them to bring in more uh, guys who have injuries and, and, are, and are older. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? The two of these guys just completely tore it up on the fucking Wrestle Kingdom over the weekend, like just the other day. So it's not like, oh, when was the last time those guys put in a great performance? It's like less than a week ago. I mean, what the fuck, man? AJ, If AJ's fucking back is banged up and he's performing the way he did at Wrestle Kingdom, I wouldn't worry about his fucking injuries too much. You know, these aren't guys who got injured and fucking phoned it in. I mean, you haven't seen any any let up on either one of these guys. So fuck, man. Let them get in there. Let them tear it up under your banner and fucking make money. What the fuck, man! Everybody's got this bullshit opinion about everything's fucking wrong, and nobody should book this guy, and nobody should bring in that guy, and no one. You know, how is he gonna fucking? How is he gonna work? And it's just, it's crazy. Oh, they'll never, you know, they'll never use him right. Oh, what the fuck, man! I'm, I'm really happy to see those guys. So I, uh, I read somewhere too that the, uh, the Motor City Machine Guns were going to be signed too. So that'd be cool. I don't know if that's a fact, but um, I had heard that they were going to be. Um, interesting. Um, from what I saw, the uh, Bullet Club uh, jumped AJ and, you know, more or less took him out. So, you know, that was kind of like their send-off there. And uh, I think Nakamura's got like, a, like an upcoming title shot or, you know, title defense against uh, Kenny Omega. So they'll probably, you know, do the switch there. And uh AJ supposedly has been working off contract as far as Japan goes, so there's not gonna be a lot of limitations as far as like when is the contract end. And I think they said Nakamura's contract ends like next month or some shit like this. So right around the corner, you should be seeing these guys pop up pretty soon. And uh I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Um let me see, what else? Um Alright, yeah, you know, let me uh, let me take a break real quick and uh, come back. I got, I got some more stuff to talk about. And uh, I guess I'll be on point shows. So.
0: If I rule the world, I'm mad at mad at mad at mad at Enough money in the world to get my words up. Where I come from, fight first, suit second. Now they scared to rumble. Quit to grab a weapon. Knows I'm a hood boss. I'm cut from a different, different sheet. Made by the core of the concrete.
1: This bum-ass motherfucker hella assassin, right? Uh, this dude, he's out in California now, which I didn't really know. But, um, yeah, he, he's homeless out there, motherfucker. He's, um, I guess he calls himself a street performer. I don't even know what he performs. He's just performing oral on motherfuckers out there for dollars. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. But this fucking bum-ass dude, he, he, um, he popped up. I don't know, um, I guess he interacted, said some shit, and, uh, John Zandig laughed at him on the fucking Facebook, and, uh, so he snapped off and started talking about, um, how, how he could beat John Zandig's ass and all this other shit, and it's, it's just fucking hilarious, man. Every time you see this fucking guy, it's more funny shit out of him. I had had problems with him a couple years ago when, um, I heard his feelings talking shit about the Packers, and, um... You know, and next thing you know, you know, he he was talking about, you know, the Reaper's coming for me and I'm going to die tonight and all of this shit. And that was, you know, a couple years ago I was supposed to die. So, um, I don't really, um, I don't really think he comes through very well on his word. Um, I, I mean, I told him back then I'll knock him the fuck out. So, I mean, he's, I guess, stepped up from there and decided that he'll, um, you know, go and challenge motherfuckers like John Zandig and all sorts of wild shit like this. And it's fucking crazy. The dude's like fifty years old and he's on the fucking streets of California trying to fucking make make a couple dollars this way and that way with fucking uh you know, I don't know what the fuck I still don't know what the fuck he's performing. But um yeah, he's just a bum ass dude, man. But it's funny, man. You read some of his shit. The fucking um the Knicks just beat the Heat. I don't I don't like that very much. Um so I'm going to start having to pay a little more attention to basketball now that uh football season's over. Obviously, my Niners uh had a bad fucking season, man. We pulled one more fucking win down the end, which kind of fucked us in the draft, uh slid us down a couple spots. We fired our coach. That's all good. Um there's talks about us possibly getting Sean Payton. Sean Payton's actually going back to the fucking um the uh the Saints. So, who knows what our fucking road is, um, but I'm getting hyped for the playoffs, you know, um, definitely rooting against the fucking Seahawks by all means, i like to see Cam Newton go out there and win a fucking Super Bowl, um, i like to see the Bengals go in there, fucking Cat Bowl, yeah, I mean, Bengals and, uh, and Panthers, that shit would be tight, and, uh. You know, even though I, I've always liked the Bengals, I, I think I'm, I'm definitely pulling for the Panthers to win the, year. rule. So, I don't know. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be back in the mix next year. We'll see what goes on. Um, let me see what else the fuck I got to talk about. Um, shit. Uh, that's pretty much it, man, because I, um, yeah, like I said, um I'm going to watch these matches, you know, little by little. I got the, um, some Beyond shit to catch up on. I got some, um, you know, the, this Wrestle Kingdom shit to catch up on. Um, man, I still didn't, like, everybody talked about that overseas um, NXT. I never got around to watching that shit. It's like just Beyond on a bunch of shit, but I really can't. I, just, I don't have the time for all this craziness, man. It's just too much fucking wrestling for me to watch. But, um, all right, let me, you know. Let me, let me play another track real quick and then I'll come back and I'll, I'll review the uh, The Arm Pony Wrestling Show.
0: Yo, speech, you, Usually, we musically go until it's cooler be Using our soulfully bodies to see the abuser beat. Move your feet and lose your seat happily, not unusually. Leaders are atomically booming, exploding stupidly. Brothers working out open arms, rejoicing jubilee. Every move I see, I'll prove it's also cooler me. Now that I hopefully express my potency, I hope that you won't stay acquainted like you supposed to be. Hopefully, I've chosen these moments to show i openly. Ready for the world to rejoice peacefully, hopefully. I'm normally known as the DINCO, only me. No different yet from the first time. Of even knowing me, we grow and seem to grow inside inappropriately. What you thought you wouldn't be safe and grow urgently? Life's on the line every minute and time, certainly. The next best thing in this money is our currency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as Dinko D would say, I see. I see. I hope y'all niggas see this shit too. <laughs> too, 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 too. Sky lines above loud rounds the kick like a habit, never quick. That's a lie, but it's It's all the Hello, Ness. It's only been 19 years since we've been back in the studio together. Y'all shouldn't be scared. Y'all niggas should be frightened. Right, 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 right. So y'all niggas can hang your fucking plans up. Make your niggas stand up. Hands up, hands up, hands up, hands up. New clips, yes, I got get new shit. You flip, cruise, shit, new life. selling from the tropics vacation and take a minute, let them all inside while I'm breaking them, if you're with me then come on, never the one to run on, run on, special effects programming is bitch, niggas giving me dumb on, then we blocking the spot so they turn the lights of the club on, I come to eat your food and get my grub on, blood up on the dance floor, yep. Somebody got a cut. Beefing in the club, while niggas drinking till they vomit up. Be up with a bunch of bitches while we chop it up. Security pick him up. Bust for your moppet up. Back to counting this money with my niggas. There's nothing, though. No, nothing you don't know, and now you know. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. We're gonna leave y'all to figure out what y'all need to figure out. But just know, the leaders of the new school is home.
1: All right, so um I attended the the on point wrestling um third year anniversary show and um there was definitely uh you know some up points to it but um so alright, the show started out and um the thing about the on point wrestling, um, you know, the building that they run in it's it's very, very small. I mean it doesn't leave any room for growth as far as the company goes. Um, I, I have a hard time figuring out exactly what the direction of On Point Wrestling is because, on, on some levels, you can see some some definite innovation. Um, you know, some matches booked that other guys, you know, other other feds haven't booked, and they kind of get to some stuff before other feds do. You know, um, they they beat some people to the punch on stuff like the you know summers engage. That's something that nobody else did. Um, you know, they're able to really put some things together that, like I said, nobody else really got to yet. And um, there's some innovation there, and uh, there, there's some um, some things that look like they're heading in the right direction to make some kind of progress. Um, they used to book uh, Team Pazuzu, and they used to, you know maybe not as a whole Team Pazuzu, but they. They booked EYFBO. They booked, um, you know, Chris Dickinson and all that. And they they stopped booking those guys. Um, you know, they they booked Homicide. They, you know, I mean that was I think early on. Um, so they've kind of switched things around quite a bit over time with the uh, with the roster. But um, you know, again, I'm I'm not an every month guy as far as uh, on point wrestling goes. So I'm only going off of what I saw. You know what I've seen um on other sides of things to me, it comes all very shindy um some of the guys that are pushed as top talent to me are not are just not good and um yeah you know, I'll get into that as I go, but um, all right, so to start off the show, they have some some fat dude in an Egyptian get up. That's like just looks like the worst member of the Osirian Portal that you could possibly imagine. Like the dude is is not, he, he, it's not good, right? So he's out there, and he starts talking about taking the show hostage or some shit, which never obviously never worked out. There's never been a guy who came out and said I'm taking the show hostage, you know, without somebody else, uh, you know, coming out to stop him. So, you know, all right, okay, so here's here's this, and um, well, fucking New Jack's music hits. Now, New Jack comes out dressed like he was raking his leaves, and then they came and got him to work the show. Um, The dude had, they might have been sweatpants. If they weren't, they damn sure looked like sweatpants, and definitely a fucking sweatshirt. Not even a hoodie, just like a straight-up, like, again, I was out in the yard raking my leaves, fucking sweatshirt. And just, I mean... I don't know what the fuck he was doing prior to coming there. I mean, I don't know if like he doesn't have his fucking fatigues anymore. Like, I don't know. He couldn't find no shit to wear and this was just going to be good enough. Or maybe he, this is like his, his, um, maybe if you get him at like, I don't know if they got him at a discount rate. Maybe he only wears that type of shit. I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck goes on, but I guarantee you it was a waste of money, regardless of what, they Paid New Jack had to be a waste of money because he came out fucking like there was like a botch suplex type shit. Which I don't know whose fault it is, I'm not a wrestler, but um, yeah, I don't know. It could have been New Jack's fault, it could have been the other dude's fault. I mean, maybe it was New Jack's fault because he didn't stab the shit out of the dude, which is normally what happens when another guy fucks up in a match with New Jack, and it wasn't even a match, it was just like a run in type thing. So I don't know, maybe it was New Jersey's fault. Um, So, somebody fucked up. The the only wrestling move attempted in this this exchange. And then, um, like, he hit him with a crutch, and then he got on the mic and said, like, yeah, like, this isn't the only time I'm going to be here, so talk to you motherfuckers later. Whatever the fuck. I don't know. I, I can't imagine why in 2016 someone would spend money on new Jack as if that's a good idea for your company. Like if you're trying to build talent, you're trying to build something that's going to have a foundation and shit. Like, what what exactly is bringing in new Jack supposed to do? I mean, especially, you know, I don't, I don't agree with it, but if you booked like a guy like new Jack or any of those shits and you try to like advertise it, so maybe draw in like ECW fans that won't let it fucking go. Um, You know, then maybe you get a handful of fans for that. But, like, as a surprise, like, oh, my God, in 2016, it's New Jack. You know, like, uh, look, he's got a sweatshirt on uh, and shit. Um, I I don't know. Like, I don't don't see a match where it's like, oh, man, I, I wish they would book New Jack versus fill in the blanks. Like, I don't really care to see any of that. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't really know what the purpose is behind that, but that, that's how the show started off. New Jack. There you go. Um, <clears throat> match two was, well, match one, was match Remont versus Mark Angel in a street fight. Um, I don't know anything about Mark Angel. I'm all, I think I'm all set on dude, though. Um, I think he worked some kind of, like, he was in the big, like, scramble-type match the last on-point wrestling show I went to. I don't know, I'm not really impressed with the dude um, He doesn't seem to have much of a gimmick um, Not that you need some over-the-top gimmick But I don't know, Just, just there's not a lot impressive about the dude to me um, They brawled outside pretty quick And I was not going to follow them Because it, it was fucking cold outside And then, yeah you know, I generally don't follow, you know, when they do the whole outside thing It's like, eh, okay, yeah, I, you'll be back in a minute I only did follow a couple times, and I, I didn't regret it either time. And the last time was actually Gage and Summers at the On Point thing. And they stayed outside a long fucking time. um, And they did a whole bunch of shit. They went all the way around the building and stuff. So I'm really glad I went out that time. Um, a lot of times, you know you, you know, you watch it on DVD later or whatever, and you see that you really didn't miss much. Um, and it, I think the, maybe the only other time I followed, uh, two guys outside the building on a street fight was, um, Trent acid, Teddy Hart and the fucking power bomb on a car and shit like that. And that was cool as fuck, man, because it really ended up having like a, you know, like those fucking street fights in the movies where they make the big circle of fucking people and then the dude's fighting between it. That That's what it, that's the aura that it gave off with fucking the Trent acid, Teddy Hart thing. And uh they had uh I think it was Lit, um, that dude uh from Special K. That that dude um had his car in between, in the middle, like he pulled up or whatever, and then they did the whole car spot and um so that was cool. Now this you know, I saw a picture so I know what happened. Um, they went outside and uh I guess Tremont pile drive dude on top of the, uh, on top of a car and then they came to fuck back because it was gold. Um but you know it is what it is. The end of the match to me was just just dumb. It just looked corny as hell. They had the whole spot where uh, the dude's the kid was in the crowd, and then uh, you know Tremont had him tied up in the in the ropes, and he was gonna sing a poor can him, and the kid like begged him to please stop. And then you know when when uh, the dude got out, he started yelling at the kid, and then Tremont caned him anyway. It was just it just looked stupid as fuck because it. The dude looked pathetic in the angle. He didn't. He didn't look strong at any point. You know, what I mean, whether he was mad at the kid or whether he was like supposed to be heated during the match, I like could just. The dude wasn't very believable at anything he was doing, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure maybe someone likes him. I'm sure the kid likes him, but um, I don't. Know. I don't really know. Um, next up was. Gran Akuma versus Brian Johnson. I don't know who the fuck Brian Johnson is. Um he has like a like a presidential gimmick or some shit. Like a Yeah, so um Gran Akuma, this dude to me <laughs> I I got all of my entertainment from this match. Once I made the comparison, I turned to <laughs> I turned to my boy Jeremy and I said, Man, Granikuma is, like, low-key with a brain injury. Um, And uh, ever since I said that, every time, Granikuma makes some ridiculous faces, and after I said that he's, like, low-key with a brain injury, I just, I really, like, I could not stop laughing at this fucking dude because he would make these crazy-ass faces. You know, like, the face that, like, like you'll see some like retarded people make when like they see like a, a new color or some shit. That's the type of faces he makes during the match and his shit was just cracking me to fuck up, man. I could not get enough of this shit. But as far as a wrestler, Gran years ago I liked Granikuma. Um he was he was a dude that I thought like had had something going for him. And um again, like he got kind of that low key type of vibe. He just he seems like he's trying to do like a Loki impersonation but if if that's, you know, what the case is, it's it's a bad impersonation. Um he doesn't have nearly the skill level that Loki has. He hasn't really evolved since, you know, I mean this dude I saw him years ago with Chikara. And he he was doing some shit with Chikara, I mean, back back when he still had a mask on and shit. And I don't really think he's evolved at all, like at all, since fucking Shakara days, I, I just I have a hard time seeing any, you know, um, you know, tremendous upside uh, of this dude. I, I just I really don't. Um, On point seems to want to push this guy like a wave of the future. They just put him over in a fucking wrestling tournament, and and they're I mean they're using this guy like like anyone takes Granakuma seriously in 2016. And I, I don't think that's I don't think that's the truth at all. I don't think anyone takes him seriously. I mean, he I guess he takes himself seriously, but um, fuck, man, I I don't know. I I can't fuck with it though. Like that's not that's not going to get over with me. I mean, you know, don't don't book Granikuma versus your champion and think that I give a fuck. And and I'm telling you, like across the board, I really don't think he's fucking over. I just don't. So, I mean, if anyone could tell me, you know, the, the fantastic matches that he's had over the years, I, I don't really know about it. I mean, they tried him out in CZW. He was there for a while. He ended up having a gimmick where, like, Kimberly smacked the shit out of him every month. And and then, like, that. I mean, it, it barely paid off to anything. Kimberly, I think, is a bigger star right now than fucking Gran Akuma, hands fucking down. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. But... Now that I've made that comparison, because I, I thought of it while I was watching the match, I'm going to laugh at every one of his matches like it's the funniest thing on the planet. So, um, I'm, I'm glad I stumbled across that comparison. Um, next up is, um, Notorious Inc. of Devin Moore and Drew Blood versus the firm of Kai Katana and, um, Xavier Cross with Loudy. Um, I, you know this, this this was all right. I mean, it, it, there, to me, it was nothing special. Um, I I don't know, man. I I used to be a lot more of a fan of Drew Blood. I, I really don't think I'm much of one anymore. He just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Um, when he had his his feud with Pinky back in CZW, he just seemed like he worked like tremendously hard, and um, he seemed like a very underrated guy. And now when I see him, I don't know. I'm just not nearly as impressed, and I don't feel like he exactly puts out the same level of work. Um, I don't know if he works a ton of places like he used to. I think he used to work a lot more, and maybe he's limited to you know, a certain amount of companies. I'm not really sure. Um, you know, Devin, I love Devin. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've never really seen Kai Katana before and a very little of the Xavier Cross. It wasn't a horrible match, but it wasn't anything, you know, memorable to me either. Um, next up was uh, no disqualification match. Now, th- this is the thing, man, you know, and I, and I don't mean to be a dick by saying some of the shit that I got to say, but to me, it, it's just how I fucking feel, and I and I honestly think it's the truth. Uh, Jeff Cannonball, he's being billed by a lot of people as, like, the future, the next, the this and that. He's not. He's just not. He's tremendously limited, very, very limited. When this dude tries to work um, like a bunch of wrestling-type spots, the majority of them are botched in a match. If you stick to just the brawling and stuff like that, like the dude is crazy, he's willing to do all of the crazy, sick shit you want to do in the match. dude will take fucking brutal, unprotected chair shots, like i seen this shit with Matt Tremont, like fucking dying-in-the-ring-type chair shots um you know he's willing to do all that shit to me death matches take a lot more than just being willing to do it i mean if if you can't work like a match within it that makes sense and and doesn't look like shit see the same thing i feel about um uh, about women's wrestlers i don't want to have to say like she's she's pretty good for a woman i just want to say she's a good wrestler you know what I mean? Not make exceptions because of such and such. Not like that deathmatch guy is pretty good for a deathmatch guy. I, I want to say that, that that guy's a good wrestler. Regardless of what style they work or what gender they are or what size they are or whatever the case is. And I just I don't get that feeling with, with Cannonball and honestly I think the biggest problem with him is he tries to do too much. And um, I mean look man, you know I, I'm not going to tell the fucking guy what to do but the one thing I could see that worked just, you know, was like spitballing ideas and thinking of things, and a lot of people chant King Kong Bundy at him. To me, he looks exactly like fucking King Kong Bundy. If this guy worked the King Kong Bundy gimmick with the fucking single, with the one strap and the whole fucking nine, fucking picked his head, fucking shiny-like, fucking oil on the head, whatever he's got to do to make it fucking shine, uh, went full fucking King Kong Bundy, worked off of Bundy's fucking moveset, did the fucking five-count shit, and then fucking just worked death match shit into a King Kong Bundy match. I think that would be fucking insanity. I, I think it would absolutely be insanity. It, it would be fucking super over. I think people would eat it up, and fucking he could do all the shit that Bundy was doing and try to recreate a lot of that old-school, real-simple, real-basic stuff, but make it ultra-fucking-violent. And I and I think he'd get over huge. When he's trying to do these crazy, like, catch a guy fucking flying out of the air, DDT moves, it looks like garbage. It looks like absolute garbage. He's He's not going to be one of those guys. He's not the, he's not athletic to that level to be doing silly, crazy spot moves in the fucking ring. It's not going to happen. It's going to look like shit. And maybe it'll be good enough and maybe people will go, well, fuck, man, that that, that was still crazy the way he landed on that shit over there. Yeah, okay, but he's not going to be hailed as like a phenomenal worker be, because of that. And he's, as far as I know, he's a pretty young dude. I mean, as far as calling him a future, how long are we going to continue to try this, this bullshit? So, to me, I, I'm not excited to see that dude in the match. If he put together some kind of gimmick or some kind of situation like that where he had his shit down, regardless of what his style was, regardless of what the, the repertoire was, whatever his moveset was, if he had that shit down pat and he worked within his fucking strengths, I'm all for it, man. That, that I mean, that, I'm all for it. I I also have zero zero love for uh, Jimmy Lyons. He's just he looks like shit, and um, he was always one of those dudes that talked a bunch of shit on the message board. So that's not some shit that later on I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna turn around and forget and be like, oh yeah, I want to see this guy as my entertainment. He can go fuck himself. Like I really don't I really don't give a shit whether that dude um you know wrestles or works at fucking Walmart or whatever. I'm not gonna pay that dude any attention in life. It's not. There's no way he has anything to contribute. Like I said, he's built like shit. It it's not gonna it's not gonna happen where I'm gonna turn around and be like, Oh well that guy is something else. Like no. He's he's a fucking local guy who's fucking kissed a bunch of assholes and now that now that he's licked everybody's asshole he gets a spot on a fucking card because he, he was really nice and hung around for a long time. That that's to the best of my knowledge. That's fucking, that's that's what that dude's contributed to the fucking business, to, you know. And maybe he's trained, maybe he's worked really hard in training. As far as what he's worth as an entertainer, I, I'd say zero, absolutely zero. Again, willing to do it, but I don't give a fuck about willing to do it. That's, you know, that's like saying, like, I'm willing to play in the NFL, good, but I, I don't belong anywhere near the fucking NFL, so that doesn't make it okay. You know what I mean? So, all right, um next match was um, an eight-man tag match, and this was a fun match. This was um, uh, they're calling them the perfect strangers, which is Clefka uh, the Quiet and the Caveman. I like the Caveman. I don't like Clefka the Quiet. Um, I think uh, the, the the Quiet guy, his gimmick is pretty much the same reaction he gets from the fans with that fucking gimmick. So all of the fans that turn into mimes, too, when he does his shit. You don't hear a whole lot of um, reaction out of that, um, and then you had, uh, the caveman, like I said, he's got that over the top gimmick, I think he does really, really well with it, and, um, I, I enjoy what he does with his gimmick, uh, El Gordo Libre, I like that he does that, um, alter ego gimmick, uh, I think it's funny, and, um, Sonny Kiss is a guy who I hadn't seen before, and he's got, you know, crazy, super over the top gay gimmick. And this fucking guy could work, man. He did some impressive fucking shit in this match, and definitely, um, definitely impressed me, man. You know, he's he's a dude wearing some fucking booty shorts and shit, and, and twerking in the ring. So your first thing is like, oh, this motherfucker here. You know, he he really just like stands out. Like, oh, here we here we go with this motherfucker, man. But he pulls out some serious fucking athletic shit and just like crisp moves in the ring. His, his work looks real good, and um. No Beckham and uh yeah, speaking of later on that night I-, I told a giant fan that um it's good to see that Odell Beckham had something to do during his suspension week, so um yeah he, he walked away from me after that, um, but um, then you got uh B- Blackwater, which you, know, I don't know anything about this guy, um Josh Adams, I don't really know anything about this guy either um Mike hits guy's pretty horrible, and he's got um seems to be somewhat of like a, like a ticket seller type situation because he had a whole like group of people that he brought with him. And I think this is like partially the gimmick with him is that he just brings a bunch of people with sell tickets and this and this. So I, you know, listen, man, I don't like the ticket seller gimmick. I I don't agree with it. Um, I think it it definitely um, disrespects the rest of your roster and um, it, it downgrades wrestlers as a whole, I think, if someone earns their spot on the card by selling tickets. Um, you know, I that, I just don't agree with it. But, you know, I'm not a promoter. People can do whatever they want. But as far as I'm concerned, with that small building like that, you shouldn't need ticket sellers to fill that fucking building. I mean, you really, really shouldn't. That That is not a big space to fill. So, um, you know, as far as room for growth and stuff like that, you know, I'd like to see them get a little bigger building and really, you know, fill it out. But I mean, if you're, you know, doing a ticket seller thing for, and and maybe they completely like this guy and that's just part of the deal. I don't know. Um, he doesn't seem very good at all. Um, he's got one of those crazy fucking bodies too, where he's got like big jacked up arms and back fat fucking crazy. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. You know. And then uh Steve Scott was on that team too. And I like Steve Scott. He has got his fucking crazy little selfie gimmick and he could fucking work his ass off. So, um, but I like Steve Scott. So, um, you know, that that was that match there. Um, now, you know, it was a fun match. You know, comedy, some spots and everything. I thought it was good. Um, for you know, for what it was supposed to be. Um, the uh heavyweight number one contender match. This was uh Sam Shield, Alex Payne, Joe Gacy and Sozio. Look, man, I, I like Sozio and I like Gacy. But that that's where that fucking ends there. Alex Payne I-, I cannot stand this kid. He's got this like you know, and this was a this was another one of these dudes that back since um, I didn't like him in Force One, I couldn't take him seriously in Force One, I couldn't take him seriously when they tried him in CZW, and I can't take him seriously now. He's this dude that doesn't have any kind of good build or anything going on, and he's got, like, supposed to be dark, scary horror guy, but he looks like a fucking strung-out Eminem. That, that's what the fucking dude looks like to me. He doesn't look like a like a scary horror guy, like... He looks like a little blonde dickhead emo kid. Like, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't come off like he's trying to come off. Like, this shit's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's never looked good to me. His whole gimmick has always looked like shit to me. And to me, his ring work doesn't look good either. It never has. Always looked mediocre. And then every once in a while, he gets a guy that believes in his shit. Like, I, I guess they believe in him there. They believe them in, in Force One. And they fucking, they push him and they keep him around. I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a reason why he's been around for so long. And he's not booked a lot of fucking mainstay places. I don't think he's good. I don't think he has a lot to offer, personally. I, fucking, again, anytime I feel this kind of the way about somebody, if they want to go out there and blow the fucking roof off the joint and prove me wrong, I'll be the first to admit, Fuck man, that guy turned his shit around and he really fucking turned it up. Joe Gacy was a guy who I couldn't stand in the fucking ring and he's fucking solid now. I like Gacy. This I mean this I'm always willing to tell you when this guy turns the fucking corner, oh shit, you know what I mean? I'm glad he stepped his shit up. Oh, he he must have been working on something. But I, I'm I have yet to see that out of that dude. It's been a long fucking time of me not liking this dude in the ring. Um Maybe he's a really nice guy. Maybe that's why he gets. I don't know. Um, and then Sam Shields to me, he looks like a blue-leg fucking um, old school ROH Xavier. Like if that dude stopped training and then just like only got so good, that that's what the dude reminds me of. I don't know. He won this fucking match and then he found some kind of fucking reason in himself to sit on my motherfucking lap like I'm Santa Claus and shit. And I don't know what the fuck. I don't know where the fuck that came from. It was awkward. Yeah you know I mean? I'm a grown ass man, you don't fucking sit on my lap and shit. I'm not you didn't see me clap for you all match. You didn't see anything that made me, you know, give out the sign that, hey, I'm part of your fan club. Like I really didn't understand that move at all. But again, I, I don't know. He's alright, not terrible, but nothing to fucking write home about. And, you know, you line up Sam Shields and Joey Janela, uh, I don't know who's buying a ticket based on that. I, I'd have to say nobody. Um, you know, given the uh, option of you know who who wants to see that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say nobody. Um, go out on a limb with nobody on that one. Um, you know, and uh, fuck, man. Um, so. Next up was uh, Unbreakable Andy beating Tony Deppin. Now, I hadn't seen Tony Deppen before, but I saw Unbreakable Andy before. Unbreakable Andy came in with Aaron Arbo, and I think AR Fox came in around the same time in CZW. And they were doing some really cool, really innovative matches. And I really liked the shit that they were putting out. And they were over with the fans like a motherfucker, man. And they just stopped getting booked. There was a bunch of things circled around. There was saying that uh, they no-showed this show, or they, they, there was talk that, their gear, like they didn't, uh, you know, their gear wasn't good enough or some kind of shit like this. I kept hearing shit about their gear, which to me is fucking crazy. Um, you know, it, it's not the WWE. It's not, you know, Ring of Honor. I don't know why everybody has to wear fucking underwear in order for them to, you know, spandex fucking underwear in order for them to fit into something. I don't know, man. Like, personally, my favorite fucking Sanjay Dutt gear was those fucking black fucking those black pleather fucking pants with the fucking uh with the gold shit on them yeah I mean I thought those were off the fucking chain man that that was fucking Sanjay Dutt man that shit was off the hook I mean when everybody just turns into just just speedos and shit I don't know I know that's that's a lot of tradition and all that but Everybody turns into a generic wrestler. Everybody's the same. You just write different shit on the spandex. It's, it's, to me, it just doesn't stand out. It doesn't give the option of motherfuckers having, like, an original gimmick or anything because everybody's got to wear the same goddamn shit. So, I don't know. To me, um, the uh, the gear argument only goes so far. He has, like, the pleather fucking shorts. He wears a T-shirt and shit because, um... And the other thing I'll say about the dude, and, you know, and, and again, I don't mean it to be fucked up, but I think the dude could be in better shape. And I think with the amount of potential that that dude has and the amount of that athleticism that he does have, even in the shape that he's in, it's fucking crazy. This dude's crazy innovative. He's done. He's doing all sorts of handsprings and fucking backflips and all sorts of shit. This dude did some fucking work to tone up. This dude would be fucking crazy. Absolutely fucking crazy and, and I think he deserves to be that, that You know I, I say that type of shit about a guy like him Because I think he deserves to be fucking better You know what I mean Not that he's bad He he went out there, the two of them And like I said, I haven't seen and Andy, Andy uh, Tony Deppin before But the two of them tore it the fuck up, man um, They, I mean They did all sorts of crazy shit in that match And, and I really like the match I guess they're gonna have a third one uh this is like a rematch, and um uh, damn man i um i enjoyed the match quite a bit, like i said um i I remember seeing those guys in c z w and and thinking that they they were pretty much a perfect fit for c d w uh you know long term you know to be guys that that did that fucking high risk innovative stuff that c z w used to do a lot more of instead of the generic wrestlers that did this and that. There's a lot too much of that. CZW used to be really uh, over-the-top innovators. You know, guys like, you know, shit, man, they celebrate him every motherfucking year. Chris Cash, you know, he was a guy that came in there, did some fucking innovative moves, was super fired up, was willing to really do some new, cool, different shit in order to pop the fucking crowd and get himself over and all that stuff a lot of these guys now are just just pulling off the basics and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe trying for a high pace or or something like that. But as far as, like, you know, making up some some shit, I mean, back in the day, fucking um, Quiet Storm, this fucking Storm Cradle Driver, I mean, he made up a move that was so fucking over with the fans, like they would chant the fucking name of the move when he taunted to do it. You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. And um, that's why, you know, when I saw like Unbreakable Andy and Aaron Arbo doing this crazy type of shit, I was like, man, these are the type of motherfuckers that are uh, that old CZW um, type of dudes, you know. And fuck, man, I'm glad to see him being booked by On Point over there. And um, yeah, man, I'm sure they're gonna tear it up in that uh, that third match. Uh, it's gonna be a ladder match too, which is good. And um, Yeah, like I said, I enjoyed the match um, Main event Joey Janela Beats Oz Tyler In a no rope barbed wire match And uh, Oz Tyler is with Loudy um, This You know, I don't like most uh, No rope barbed wire matches that are, that are With guys that normally don't do No rope barbed wire matches I did not like uh sozio and um Busick's, uh, yeah um Busick's fucking no rope barbed wire match. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like Drew Gulak and Danny Havok's no rope barbed wire even though know, Danny's obviously a no rope barbed wire kind of guy. I didn't like their bar no rope barbed wire match at all. Again, I don't wanna I don't want a no rope barbed wire match that's well, that was a pretty good no rope barbed wire match for guys that don't do no rope barbed wire matches. I want a good fucking no rope barbed wire match. Or don't do it. Just don't fucking do it. I'm not a guy that's going to go, why aren't they doing no rope barbed wire? Like, just don't fucking do it. These two guys are not um, death match type of guys. They went in there and they fucking owned it. They, they hit all sorts of great shit in that fucking no rope barbed wire match. They went... To the fucking limit, Joey took the fucking backwards fucking Lobo bump through the fucking barbed wire. Fucking crazy shit. Um, fucking backdrop to the outside on a pile of fucking chairs. I mean, they they went all over the place and did a ton of shit. Um, big ups to these guys. They absolutely fucking killed it. Um, I I can't say enough good about Joey Janela. I really can't. I mean, I've become just a huge fucking fan of the dude. And, um... He he just he really fucking steps up every time. Every time that you know he's putting a match that that he's got to fucking deliver, he he steps up. I mean, whether it's a crazy fucking spot fest, fucking you know all over the place suplexes to the floor with fucking Leo Rush, or or, or a fucking no rope barbed wire with with this guy, with Oz Tyler, whether it's a you know, a, a scramble in Jersey All-Pro. He's diving off of fucking pillars and um, Jersey Championship Wrestling. He's diving off of fucking trucks. I mean, this, this guy goes above and fucking beyond. And no pun intended. He's killing it beyond, too. It, it's just everywhere this fucking guy goes, he's tearing it up. He's making a fucking name for himself. And and one thing I'll definitely give... Um, those guys over there at On Point a lot of credit for is hooking fucking their world title onto this dude and giving him the fucking ball to run with because he's a guy who does not fucking disappoint. He does not go fucking half speed, and he's, he's a great guy to have representing your company as the fucking guy because he's just, he does the fucking thing, man. He goes out there and fucking performs. Um, one thing I didn't like about this was was uh, um involvement in the match. Um, he's supposed to be, you know, the chicken shit heel manager, and he takes a fucking suplex into the barbed wire board. Minutes after the match is done, he's standing around outside in the middle of the fucking crowd like he's waiting for the bus, like just hanging out, talking to people and shit like this. That dude should sell death. Like, he's not, like, look, man, I hate it when death match wrestlers do crazy, crazy fucking matches and the fucking show ends because it's the main event and they're fucking out there ten minutes later signing shit. I mean, it's cool that they're doing something for the fans, and I understand it. And, you know, on one side of things, cool that you still get to meet them despite the fact that they just went through that shit. But, I mean, if the guy, especially the guy who lost, takes some fucking finish through some crazy contraption and ten minutes later you stand out there going, yeah, yeah, gradually, glad you liked it. Well, there you go. It's like, oh, fuck, man. You know, but, okay, I could at least buy that and say these, these guys are badass motherfuckers, man. Can you believe that fucking guy was out there, that bad motherfucker, after that shit that he took in there? Man, he still came out and gave fucking pictures to the fans. That's a bad motherfucker right there. Okay, I get it. That still makes sense. But when, like, the little Weasley heel manager who's been skating out of the way of danger for all this time goes through a fucking barbed wire board, you shouldn't see that motherfucker for the rest of the night. No fucking question. He should be carried to the fucking back. And he shouldn't come out of the fucking back until the building is cleared out. That's, to me, that's fucking selling it. Not standing on the fucking outside telling fans how bad it hurt. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. He's not a guy by storyline that should be able to take that at all. And if he is, then it, then it completely kills the gimmick. That I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure Loudy'll listen to this show, and maybe he's not gonna like what I have to say, but I'm just truthful about it, and I honestly think that, like, if you're gonna take that type of spot, and you're supposed to be a manager, you know, that that's, you know, Weasley and running away from stuff and fine, you know, do what you want to do, it's your company, but sell that shit like death, man, like don't fucking get up, like they should have had a, they should have had fucking the other guys from the fucking uh, the the what, the firm. Come out and carry that fucking guy to the back. You know what I mean? Like they had to fucking remove him from their themselves. Like they like he shouldn't have been able to leave under his own power. It it just that's just logic, man. I, I don't just me. But um, so then after the match, um, like I said, crazy fucking match. Big fucking props to those guys. They absolutely fucking killed it. And after the match, fucking lights go out. Fucking Pinky Sanchez comes in with the uh, the devil Pazuzu mask and uh, attacks fucking Joey, setting up. Um, I, I, I'm guessing um, Pinky and uh, and Joey, which I'm sure will be good. Those two guys are great, and uh, but they also set up a number one contender where Sam Shields is next in line, so I guess he's gonna get this. Uh, I I don't, I don't know what the fuck, but um, but yeah. So that that was that. You know, I had a good time. Like I said, um, on point. They just have um, they have kind of two sides of them, where you know, on one side of things, it really looks like you know, again, main event where the fucking no rope barbed wire match absolutely delivers. You get two guys that are just fucking putting it all on the fucking line. You get um, you know, um, unbreakable Andy and Tony Deppin tearing it up going all over the fucking place, doing the fucking thing. And then, you know, down from there, you know, fuck, man, good comedy match with some good spots in it, you know, scramble type thing. And then just so much else of it just completely falls flat. And I don't think the talent is even lined up for it as far as those guys go. Like I said, I don't know. What fucking roofs uh, Granite Kuma's blowing off these days? I don't see it happening. And um, the, the kid's name um, fucking uh, Mike and um, fucking Alex Payne. Fucking Alex Payne. Fuck out of here. Number one contender match. Really? Shit, man. Uh, okay, man. I mean, again. Everybody's got the ability to do, you know, their own thing, use their own vision, and do whatever they want to do with their company. And fuck, man, live your dream, do the thing. But fuck, I'll, I'll be goddamn if, that's, uh, if the rest of that card looks like a like a promise for the future, you know. And hey, man, you, you know, here, here's a fucking um, what was it? Uh, that last that last show that they did the um. I don't think it was the last show, but they did the one with the uh, the Gage and Summers match. And it was like, all right, follow-up to this is going to be, yeah, yeah, the fucking Masters on the mat where Gran Akuma wins the whole thing. I mean, that, that's that's not even catering to the same audience. Again, you don't have to just go deathmatch and brawl and, and, you know, the same shit as, like, a Gage Summers. but And I think the follow-up to um, uh, Tremont and... Uh, cannonball was all right now we're gonna get this jimmy lyons guy at fucking staple on match that's, I, don't, I don't know i don't know how that 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 goes forward it seems like it goes backwards but i i don't know so um yeah that, that that's pretty much all i got um you know kind of short show but it is what it is um hope everybody enjoyed um uh see what I got next week. Hopefully, I'll watch some more wrestling before next week. Uh, you know, I put in a good run last week, a uh, seven-mile run on Sunday. And then, uh, was it Sunday? No, it was uh, New Year's Day. And uh, I, I put in a seven-mile run, came home, grabbed my rec bag, and then walked out another mile. So felt really good about starting the year off with some, um, you know, solid shit that way because I just really slacked on run training last year. Um but you know, whatever. I get back at it and uh Yeah. Um trying to think of anything else. Not really. Check out the sports then. They got a lot of uh, you know, NFL playoffs to talk. Um I'm hoping to get on uh Christian, maybe talk some NFL playoffs. We'll see maybe next week or some shit like this. Um you know, uh you know, I haven't talked to him about it yet, so who knows. Um yeah, and I'm working on some guest things for the near future hopefully. So hopefully everything comes through and uh you know, we'll see what goes on. Um check out uh uh Andrew Carlock does a uh, General Jackassery on the Stern Nation podcast feed. Uh if you want a fucking Zandig shirt, large extra large hit me the fuck up. Um I think that's pretty much all I got and um yeah man. Let me let me find my goddamn thing. Um, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This happens all the time. So what can you do? Um, uh, all right. Yeah, so I'll I'll talk to you, motherfuckers, next week. Peace. We're
0: all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you good? Not good. You just know how to hide. I lie. Me, I don't have that part. Me, I always tell the even when I lie. So say good night to the bad guy. I'm going to tell you something straight out of the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food